city to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to the In The Zone Network. Hey, you have to find your hunt with She Hunt Media. Um, today we're going to be interviewing Dr. Kendra Holmes. Hey, Dr. Kendra. Hey, Cassandra. <laughs> Dr. Kendra Holmes is the COO Alfinia Healthcare. She's also a St. Louis native and a pharmacist. Yes. Dr. Kendra Holmes. I can I can dig it. I'm excited to interview I'm excited. you today. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. We're going to dive right in, okay? Okay, let's do it. So my first question for you is, what made you want to become a pharmacist? Okay. So honestly, I did not want to be a pharmacist. Really? I did not. So... I actually, and this is, you know, when I tell people this story, they they always look at me strange. I love American history and the Civil War. <laughs> so I'm really like a huge history buff. Like I can name all of the battles of the Civil War. I know it's, it's strange for a black person. But uh, that's just has always been my interest. And initially I wanted to be an American history teacher. Okay. And my mother, who is um, a very upfront person, said to me, you cannot afford to be an American history teacher and have the lifestyle that you want. So you might want to pursue some other career options. But you have to have a plan Um, B. I had a plan B and, you know, chemistry, biology, you know, science was always, it always really came easy to me. So I, you know, looked into the pharmacy profession. St. Louis College of Pharmacy um, was not very far from where I live. Mm -hmm. And I I went there and I I just fell in love with the campus and it went from there. And that's what gave us Dr. Kendra Holmes on today. Yes. So what made you, what, how do you feel your role in leadership um, helps other brown girls in the community? Okay, so um, my whole mission, to be honest with you, is to help other brown girls and to help brown people in general. Okay. So, you know, St. Louis is a, a very you know, financially, racially um, disparate location. So as far as opportunities for African-Americans, there there is limited resources. Okay. Um, so I, I feel it's really my obligation since I made it mm-hmm. to help as many people that look like me and that look like my son and look like my husband to make them, to help them to make it as well. So, you know, I just really am big on, on mentorship, sponsorship, and just being that example. So just being, you know, that black woman, you know, in a pharmacy, being that black woman in, in, in the C-suite position, letting them know that, hey, I did it. I came from North St. Louis, wherever you came from, all the obstacles that I faced, I'm sure you faced as well, but it can be done and I'm here to help you. I think that is so dope. That's so dope. So do you mentor any young girls? I do. I mentor young girls. I'm also, um, I'm on the board at St. Louis College of Pharmacy. Oh. So there are several African-American pharmacy students that I mentor as well, and also some high school students as well. That is dope. I have a um, non-for-profit, the Hunts Foundation, mm-hmm. and we do a mentorship program. We choose students from um, different high schools every year, and we do homecoming and we do prom. Aww, so we're going to awesome. incorporate graduation soon. Um, if we ever able to get back. If we get past COVID, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's so dope. That I love awesome. the things that you're doing in the community. Um, it brings me to, how do you balance being a mom and a doctor? So it's difficult at times, just to, to be honest with you, but it's kind of like, I think, um, you know, when you are in the position that I'm in, a, a C-suite position, and it's a lot of responsibility, 
I really don't have the privilege of, of missing something or messing up. So I have to be very organized. Um, I have to know all of, you know, when everything is due as far as my son's science projects. I need to, you know, because honestly, my my priority is my son. Right. So that needs to be my priority. And then work, of course, is important to me, but I'm going to take care of my son first because that's that's my I can job. Dig it. I can um, dig it. So, you know, being organized, making sure I meet my deadlines, you know, two or three weeks before the deadline, I have to be that organized because I have to take care of home as well. So organization is is very key. I would be lying if I say, you know, if I didn't say that I have a lot of support. So I'm, I'm very fortunate to have great family, great support systems. Um, so, and, and that's, that's very helpful. And that's why I like to mentor people because everyone doesn't have that support system. This is true. And I know that I personally would not be where I am today without the support that I've received from my family, friends, just, just general professionals just coming up. I like that because um, you get so many people saying, well, I don't need you and I don't, you do. I need help. Yeah. So that's good to know that you're not afraid to ask no. for it. Um, how are you coming along with this uh, virtual learning? So Anthony, who's my son, he's 13. He's actually not doing virtual learning. He's in class learning. Okay. Um, he does have just on Friday, they have a half day of virtual learning. But it's, you know, I, I have a lot of friends who have their, their children in virtual learning. And it's difficult. In my opinion, kids need to be in the classroom. They learn better you know in an in-class situation it's, it's less distractions and I'm just looking forward to the day that they can go back to school um, you know we want everyone to be safe but kids need to be in the classroom I think I'm gonna be at the school like 30 minutes before time to make sure that they're the first people <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to school start back there I, I feel like their attention span is not that long to sit in front of a screen all day it's not and it's, it's just not the optimal way for children to learn you yeah. know and and you don't consider the individuals, the children who may have learning disabilities. Yes. You know, what where are the resources for some children like that? So we need to really, one thing that I always say is to consider the most vulnerable when you're making decisions. Mm -hmm. So where was the consideration for children who, who may have learning disabilities when these virtual decisions were made? Or moms who does not have support. Moms who don't have support, right? Moms who have to work. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, we are going to be right back. We're going to take a break and pay some bills. You have Cassandra Hunt with She Hunt Media and In The Zone Network. This episode is sponsored by Hunt Haven Home Care. I would like to tell you about Hunt Haven Home Care, located in Wellston, 6439 Plymouth Avenue, St. Louis, Missouri, 63133. Phone number 314-833-5544. Hunt Haven gives special needs to elderly, seniors, in-home, private duty, CDS, and homeless vets. Please give them a call at 314-833-5544. You won't regret it, sugar. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You are listening to the In the Zone Network. This is it. Hey, this is Cassandra Hunt with She Hunt Media. We have Dr. Kendra Holmes here with Athenia Healthcare. She is the COO. Dr. Holmes, I have a question for you, my dear. Okay. How is it being the only brown female woman? in a position of the one that you are in? So it is, um, 
It's a privilege. Okay. It's an honor to, to represent, you know, my community in, in that space, and it's a lot of responsibility. Um, as far as, you know, there are a couple of, you know, roadblocks that I experience on, on a daily basis, and I think that's what, you know, African-American women and men experience in general once you come to a certain leadership um, position. And, you know, there's always the, you know, the expectation of you have to constantly prove your worth. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, those daily microaggressions that everyone talks about, yeah. you know, the daily kind of questioning your professionalism, your ability, you know, not wanting to seem as though you're the angry black woman, you know, all of the, you know, stereotypes that black women um, generally have to, to deal with. I look at it as, you know, I'm from St. Louis. Yes, ma'am. This is my city. Uh -huh. These are my people uh -huh. that I'm taking care of. And, you know, bring it. That's basically, you know, how, how I deal with it. My, my mission is for, you know, to improve my community. So if I have to, you know, deal with some, some roadblocks and some daily microaggressions, you know, it's worth it because the, you know, the outcome of seeing, you know, children have access to health care, mothers, you know, have healthy children, that's, that's my focus. I love that. Um, Dr. Holmes, how would you, um, what advice would you give someone who is going through um, bullying in a, in a high-ranked position like yourself? What, what would you tell them that they should do? So it kind of depends on their their attitude because I'm not one to be bullied <laughs> but um, you know I would I would suggest of course to, to maintain your professionalism you know you have to maintain your professionalism because but honestly sometimes people will make you go there yeah um, but to document I'm, I'm really big about documenting okay. um, making sure that you know let's you know send me that by email so I can have an email chain of, of what you're requesting and what your concerns are um, and just being great you know you can't really question greatness mm -hmm. and I and I always say that you know when when people are intimidated by you know african-american women in in the workplace you know what what are you afraid of yeah I mean you, you must be afraid of this black girl magic that's all I can think <laughs> you know that's all I can think it is but you know just just you know oftentimes we have to be twice as good that's yeah. you know the expectations that others have that are put on us, you know, it's, it's not fair. Okay. Um, but unfortunately, I think that's what drives us to be so great. You know, that constant pressure of, I know they're watching me. Yeah. I know they're waiting for me to make a mistake. Right. You know, so you, you have to be aware of that. But you know what? You just have to focus on the mission and what you're there for. And I'm there for my community. What do you enjoy most about your job? I loved, honestly, I, you know, some people don't want to go to work. Like, I want to go to work every day. Like, really? I, I was at work yesterday. Like, I was on, you know, Natural Bridge in, in the middle of North County doing COVID testing. I love helping my community. I love having the ability to kind of make things equitable when things have not been equitable as far as health care and access for African-Americans. So, you know, I, I like to be able to be in a position where I can make decisions to say, you know what, we're gonna put COVID testing in North St. Louis City when there was none to begin with and you all knew that we should have had something yes, there. You know, but I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> but to, you know, to be able to make those decisions and, and actually, you know, see those actions, you know, bring equity to African-Americans. That's that's what I, I love about my job. I love the people that I work with. Um, you know, I love healthcare. 
And, and I'm just one who thinks that, you know, health care is, is a right. It's a human right. It's not something that should be afforded to someone based on, you know, their education or how much money they make. Everyone has a right to be healthy. And, you know, being in a position that I'm in, that's what I love most. Well, I am so happy that you changed your mind from being a teacher to a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Could you speak briefly about how important it is to come out when you guys do have those testing? It is very important. And, you know, I in the beginning there was a lot of, you know, questions about COVID. Well, we just, everyone didn't know. Yes. There was a lot of information that we didn't know. And we're, we're, still, we're still learning a lot of information. There is a lot of fear in the African-American community just about the medical field in general. And, you know, we have reason to not trust. Yes, you know, there, there is reason for us not to trust. Um, so it is definitely important if you're having symptoms, if you've been in contact with someone who potentially is positive for COVID. Um, and, you know, just to protect those people, we've, we've seen a lot of black people die. Yes, ma'am. The first people, you know, the first individuals in St. Louis City and St. Louis County to die from COVID were black women. Um, so it's, it's important for us to, you know, to seek treatment, to not wait till we're, we're very sick before we seek medical attention, um, because it does disproportionately impact African Americans. And my people, I would like to say this before we go to another commercial. Please stop self-diagnosing yourself. Go get tested. <laughs> Dr. Holmes became a doctor because she had to go to school to become a doctor, right? That's correct. <laughs> so my last question is, what do you do to unwind after a long day of work? After a long day of work... Before I can unwind, I help my son with his homework, just okay. to be honest with you. So, so then after the homework, that's my Pinot Grigio time. Oh, okay. So I got to have me <laughs> at least one glass of Pinot Grigio and maybe listen to a little bit of UGK. Not the UGK, Dr. Absolutely Holmes. UGK. I am a North Side girl. Do I you listen. have a favorite song? I, can, I will not disclose that. <laughs> Dr. Holmes, I would like to thank you so much for coming and to do my first interview with me. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Again, guys, this is Cassandra Hunt with She Hunt Media, and we will be right back. Hunt's Haven Home Health Care provides the best one-on-one -on -one care for our St. Louis loved ones. They provide you with individual, high-quality care at your home residence. They are St. Louis grown and St. Louis focused. Let them introduce you to the care you and your loved one can count on. They provide one-on-one -on -one assistance and attention to your loved one. They have trained in-home nurse aides that will come to your home to help with whatever you need. If you are a veteran or mental health patient, they will provide temporary housing for up to 90 days. You'll receive individual attention from their nurse aide 24-7 and they'll help you find long-term housing so you can continue receiving care. You can call at 314-833-5544 to discuss their personal in-home care services. Speak about their flexible payment plans and scheduling. They will match you with one of their wonderful caregivers, or you can employ a family member or friend of your choice at $10 an hour. Feel better in the comfort of your own home with caregivers you can trust at Hunt Haven Home Healthcare. 314-833-5544. That's 314-833-5544. City to city, state to state, worldwide, you listen to In The Zone, and this is The Network. This is it. Welcome back to She Hunt Media. You have Cassandra here. We are in closing now. 
with Black Girl Goals, Black Girl (laughs) Magic, Dr. Kendra Holmes. Um, Dr. Kendra Holmes, would you please let everyone know where they can follow you? On your social media site? Sure, I'm on IG at KHolmesRx and on Facebook under Kendra Holmes. Okay, is there anything that you would like to share with our audience before you go? I would like to share, please social distance, wear your mask, and wash your hands. That's right. Thank you guys so much for this episode. Um, I would like to shout out my team, um, The Legend, Allerton, In The Zone Network, um, my personal team with the Hunts Foundation, Hunt Saving Home Care. Um, and you can check out Cassandra Hunt Show on multiple platforms. This is Cassandra Hunt with She Hunt Media. Thanks, sugar. Thank you for listening to Cassandra Hunt with She Hunt Media and In the Zone Network. This episode is sponsored by Hunt Haven Home Care.